Looking for clarity and confidence when it comes to decision-making for your business? You've come to the right place. You're now listening to the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast. I am Adam. And I'm Tom. And together, we're Atomic Business Coaching. Where our stories are your solutions. All right, Tom. So we're going to go on a new exploration with our podcast, and we're super excited to do this. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're going to be doing in September-ish, we're going to be launching a community on Facebook groups. This is going to be a private community. It's going to allow people to have more engagement. And what we're going to do is use our podcasts, um, put them out like we do every single Wednesday at 6.42 p.m., and then in the community group, we're going to elaborate and have a discussion and allow people to ask us questions and answers. We're even going to do some small groups, some one-on-one -on -one stuff. We'll do some master classes, some trainings. Um, but what we're going to do is Tom and I have figured out 48 different topics that we can talk about for the next year uh, to then bring you value both here in the podcast and for those of you who join us in the private community. So we're truly looking forward to this. We think it'll bring more purpose and intention to our podcast for you, the listeners, who most of you are either small business owners or people looking to transition from the corporate world to self-employment or even some executives and companies as well. So that's what our theme is going to be, hopefully for the next year. And Tom, why don't you tell them where we're going to start? Yeah. So today we're going to start with embracing the nine principles that we put together that are in our new book, The Atomic Game Changer. And, you know, one of the things that Adam and I really are prefacing all of this around, you know, 10xing and working less, that's really going to be the name of this community and how to how to bring you to that 10x level and be able to work less. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to work less. It, it means that you're going to have the freedom and the ability to choose when you work and where you work and how you work. And that's really what all of this is about. So one of the first things that we really want business owners to embrace as part of that 10x and work less mindset mentality is is to really embrace these nine principles. And these nine principles will really serve as the foundation for everything that you need to do in your life to give you the tools that you need. And, you know, if you've picked up the book, we want to thank you so much for, for getting a copy. The link is always in the bottom on, on our, our show notes. And, you know, the book is structured in a very specific way to help you embrace each of those nine principles. And we're going to talk about the nine principles today. But when you go and you get the book, understand that you don't have to read it as a continuous book. You can really study each principle at a time. And there's a lot of stories in there and what to do and what, what the principle is about. But it's also an opportunity to practice daily what, how to live that principle and how to gain that principle as a mainstay foundation of your life. And I want you to understand how to use the book and how we wrote the book, but also understand these nine principles. And that's what we're really going to talk about today, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like Tom said, you can, you don't have to read this all the way through, or even if you do read it through, you can go back. And even yesterday we were in a meeting and I actually referred back to principle nine, which is uh, aggressively patient. And it's, it's a great way to reflect back on not only your business, but your life and the way you're a parent, you're a husband or a wife, the way you're a leader in your company, when you're looking to innovate new products, when you're having a tough time in business and need to get through things, or when things are going really, really well and you want to continue that. So that's really why we wrote this book, is these principles or these standards that you can hold yourself to as both an individual and a leader in your organization. 
so yeah, so why don't we jump right into them, Tom? Let's go through, let's first list out each principle, okay. give the name, and then we can dig into how to embody them. All right, fantastic. So the first principle is clarity. The second is surrender. The third principle is be in the zone of genius. Our fourth is vitality. Five is productive neglect. Six is grit. Seven is empowerment. Eight is harmony. And nine, as Adam said, is aggressively patient. Right. So again, clarity, surrender, be in the zone of genius, vitality, productive neglect, grit, empowerment, harmony, and aggressively patient. So let's uh, let's try to take like two minutes on each one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we have to go through and define the entire thing. Maybe we can just talk about how you can embody those, how you can implement those, how you can be those principles in either your life, your business, or both. Right, absolutely. And I think one of the key ways of of understanding first is, you know, what are some of the we we talk in the book about the symptoms of of that principle and what what's missing or what's happening in your life, right? So when you're struggling with clarity and the reason that you may find yourself struggling with clarity is really that you are directionless. You you haven't found that direction in life. You haven't found that place that you want to be. And now you're really struggling and you need to focus on clarity. So when you're at a point of where do I go next? Clarity is a great tool to, to principle to go in and practice every day. And what we talk about in, you know, in clarity as, as part of our prescription for improving is, is really defining your vision and your mission and identifying your core values. Because part of finding your direction is, is understanding who you are, who you want to be and where you want to go. And, you know, if you can understand those things, that's going to help you to bring more clarity to what you're trying to do. Yeah, clarity is so important. If you don't know where you're going to go, how are you ever going to get there, right? And if you don't know why you're going there, then you probably won't get there in the speed that you could if you knew. So what we're talking about with this is when you're going to embody clarity, how can you do that if you don't have it, right? Well, it's Mm -hmm. trying to go out there and seek guidance or get feedback. I mean, you can you can even ask people around you directly in your life to to help you gain that clarity because there's an old cliche that says it's hard to see the forest through the trees. And what that means is sometimes you're just standing too close to things and if if you're trying to get a clarity on it, you you just can't see around, you know, whatever that is and, and you need someone else to help you with that. So, don't feel like when you're trying to gain clarity or consistently maintain your clarity, you need to do this all alone. Right, exactly. And, you know, we put in these da- daily practices that you can you can start with to help you gain that clarity to developing that vision and understanding your values and all of that. And there, there's a lot of suggestions that we put in the book. But one of the things that really helps with clarity from what I am trying to understand my direction forward is is being more mindful you know, and really taking time to see things through a guided meditation or to, cle- you know, not clear my brain, but allow things to flow through my head and through my mind so that I can really start to see what comes in that may give me ideas of what I should be doing. And, you know, mindfulness for me is one of the most important things to practice every day from a, to, to really embrace and hold on to clarity. So our next principle is surrender. This happens to be my absolute favorite one because it is, it's probably the harshest and hardest 
to embrace and uh, move forward with. And what we mean by surrender is you can't have your new life that you're aspiring towards until you let go of your old life. Now, I don't mean you have to change completely, but there are certain aspects of your old life you have to completely eliminate, right? You have to think different. You have to act different. You have to be a different person. And if you're holding on to who you used to be and how you used to do things, you're never going to be able to ascend into your greatness that you have the potential of being. So this is, in my opinion, the most important part of it. When you get the clarity, that's great. But now you need to surrender that old way of doing things in order to move forward. You know, and, and surrender is, you know, one of those things where you got to stop being resistant to change. And, and people who struggle with not being able to surrender really struggle with what change is about. And res being resistant to that change you got to give up your old habits. You've got to let go of things that really no longer serve you, that no longer help you. And if you can completely give over to something new and new opportunities and open yourself up to it, you can truly surrender and really establish those new habits that you really need. And it's really very simple, breaking old habits and establishing new ones. And one of the things we put in the book that I love that we put in the book is you sign a contract with yourself, right? You sign a new contract saying, yep, this is no longer what I do. This is what I now do going forward. And that is really the ultimate surrender is it's a new agreement with yourself comes out because your habits are going to change because you are now accepting the opportunity to change. Yeah. So signing that contract with yourself, that's, that's super important. And, and you really have to acknowledge it and accept it and move forward with surrendering. And uh, it's a serious thing. So some people, we even encourage them to really take a piece of paper out and sign an actual physical contract saying, I am now going to be this and I am going to eliminate that. So uh, yeah, that's, that's a really important one. So why don't we move on to the next one, which is principle three, and that's be in the zone of genius. This is kind of your expertise here, Tom. Yeah. Being in the zone of genius. What does that really mean? Well, listen, you have to have the actions that you want to take to achieve what you want to achieve. But you have to be in your zone of genius. You have to be in that place where you can make clear decisions because you're in flow and you are really regulating how much you are focusing on something and how much that things are really just happening. And being in that zone of genius is when you can embrace everything with a full focus on things and not even be aware of the time that you're spending on those things. You know, I always think of being in the zone of genius as the flow and getting into flow, and feeling like everything is just in full alignment. And when you're struggling to focus, and you're struggling to do that, you're not in that zone of genius. So it's going to be the thing that helps you to make clear and planful action so that you can achieve the goals that you are setting out to achieve. Yeah, and that's really the key there is, is having those planned actions. You know, I have a client of ours, I was meeting with them yesterday, and they were they're doing some research to find certain influencers, and they they had to go in and really look through a few different social media platforms to find who they are. And they're then going to message them and say, hey, this is how I'd like to work with you. And I, I told them, I said, do not message them while you're doing the research. And I said, I want you to be in flow while you're doing the research. So as this person is going to go through and start seeking out, like, who are people that I want to connect with that are influential to their audience? 
I don't want him then changing his mindset to saying, all right, well, how am I going to message them then? I want him to stay in the zone of genius of looking at people who could be effective for what his outcome is and selling his services. So that's, that's the thing about when you're in that zone of genius and that state of flow, you aren't getting distracted. You aren't thinking about 10 things. You're focused on something. You're hyper-focused on something to achieve it. And it happens to me all the time. I literally have to set timers because I will get in the zone of genius and all of a sudden three hours went by and I won't eat. I won't focus on other things that are required for me to do. So it's a yin and a yang. It's a catch 22 that when you start getting in your zone of genius, you can forget to do all the things that you're responsible for as well. So step one is trying to get into that zone of genius. And step two is making sure you're aware not to stay in it forever. Correct. And, you know, one of the things that really helps with all of this is recognizing your own talents and strengths. That is the best way to reground yourself into the zone of genius. If you're not using your strengths and you're not using the things that you're really good at and you're really struggling, that is what's causing you the lack of focus and the distraction. So embrace that you have this strength and then go into that zone and completely be in flow because you're using all of your natural abilities that are really propelling you into this incredible opportunity to work for three hours on something and make it seem like it was nothing. And that's, that's when you know you're in that full zone of genius is where everything is working because you're using what's natural to you. And that's a key to, to recognize in the very beginning of understanding this zone. Yeah. And our next principle is vitality, right? Vitality. We don't just mean you have this energy. We mean that you have a certain way that your mind is working, the certain way that your body is functioning. So when we talk about vitality, it's really to allow you to be healthy, wealthy, and happy through the energy that you will have to execute on all the things that you're going to do. It's so important that you're successful on both your mind, or, or all three, be successful in your mind, your body, and your business. And having that vitality encompasses two of those areas, right? It's your mind and your body. So we really talk about getting the right nutrition, getting some form of exercise, making sure you get the right amount of sleep, but also doing some other self-care tasks. So why don't you talk about some of those, Tom? Yeah, you know, self-care is obviously this is what vitality is all about. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't have that vitality of mind and body. And you know, at the it, there's so many ways to do it, right? You can meditate on a regular basis. You can go for walks, take breaks. Taking breaks is such an important part of this principle and embracing this principle is knowing when to take the break and walk away. You know, one of the things, Adam, that I've learned so much from you is working now. Adam and I work together every Thursday and Friday side by side, and we're getting stuff done for the business. And we take breaks and Adam is so good about when he recognizes he needs a break, he goes and he takes it. And that is such an incredible self-care behavior that I am starting now to learn how to do even better myself because I don't always take the breaks. I'm like, no, 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 let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. And you're like, no, no, dude, we need the break because we need to clear the head. And usually when Adam comes back from a break, we have explosions. Things happen because you he's taking the time to clear his head, to really think about it more focused and get into his zone of genius while still being, you know, but that break restores his vitality to go forward with the effort. And that's, that's the most important thing that I think the people have to take away from this principle is being able to take the break and take care of yourself in that break so that you can continue to persevere. 
Exactly right. I mean, we don't need you to sit in a circle singing Kumbaya, but it's it's just being aware of where your energy is at and how to gain more of it and how to bring yourself back in alignment with whatever you're doing. And, you know, those those breaks, you know, like you said, people want to push through and get things done. Well, remember, most of you who are listening to us on your own business, you make your own schedule. You may have come from the corporate world previous and you're still used to mm-hmm. having to sit in there nine to five and do everything. But it's more important for you to listen right? The vitality is about listening to yourself and saying, here's what I need. And everything is correlated to one another. Like Tom was saying that your vitality, if you gain more of that energy and that clarity and, and have that focus back, gain it back into you, you can go back to your zone of genius. This is why, like I was saying, sometimes I'll be in that zone of genius for three hours. It's actually very unproductive to do that. They say you really can't do that for more than 90 minutes at a time and continue to be productive. So all these things go together. That's why we have these nine principles. Absolutely. Which leads us right into the next one, which is productive neglect. So productive neglect is our fifth principle. And, you know, what is productive neglect? People are like, oh, what is that? When when we use that word, they're like, can you please tell us? Basically, it's getting rid of the nonsense. It's eliminating all the nonsense and all the things that distract you. You have to learn how to be more productively neglectful which is another way of really saying to yourself, don't procrastinate, right? Eliminate the noise, eliminate the distractions and focus on the thing that is the most important thing for you to accomplish at that point in time. So productive neglect is really, and this is where Adam is really great at eliminating the noise. So tell us, Adam, what is the what are some of the ways that we can do this better? Yeah, I mean, listen, when you're doing it, productive neglect, right? So that there's a negative connotation around neglect right? And you're neglecting something. And what we mean by that is to be productive in that neglection of certain things that need to be done. And there's so many aspects of your day that need to get done, but aren't that important. And one of the biggest things that you can do is is think about problem solving, okay? So you can think about, all right, here's all the things that have to get done. I, I really shouldn't focus on those. So you can productively neglect them by delegating to somebody else, right? Saying, hey, look, I'm going to have you take this on because you're just better at it. I had one of our clients do something recently where they were providing a service for their client and they were doing it and it was taking up about 50% of their time. Well, they hired somebody else in to help. It wasn't to replace them, but just to help. And that person ended up being way better at this than they were. And they're like, I literally handed everything to them now. So sometimes when you are productively neglecting things, it'll actually advance whatever you're trying to get done. It'll make it more effective, more efficient, and hopefully more profitable. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously, you get to then focus on the things that you'll be in your zone of genius, right? You'll be able to be more of a revenue-generating task or be more of a leader or be more of an innovator into your business. So that's a very simple one. Um, okay. on how you could do that. An- another way to do it is just kind of like time blocking and looking at your calendar and saying, look, I'm going to do these things at these times. And when that time is up, I'm done. I mean, Tom and I did this yesterday. Uh, we mm-hmm. had a certain amount of time to accomplish a certain task and we were running over and we had another task um, for later on. And we were, we were coming up against that time when we had to move from one to the other. And we productively neglected the next task because the one that we were working on needed some completion and we wanted to finalize that thing. So we completely neglected that other thing that was done to finish instead of just saying, hey, we'll get back to it, to finish something 
that was critical to our success as business owners. Absolutely. Yeah. And time blocking, that, that has tremendously helped me. Um, and I encourage everybody to do it because it really helps you to prioritize exactly what you need to be doing and get you away from all of that noise and the distractions and be like, if everything has its place, right? I mean, we learned this when we were little kids. You put everything in its place, everything has its place, and you focus on the thing that's in its place, then you can be very productive. And that's the whole point of this is everything has its place. And when you're struggling with all the distractions, give each of the distractions their own place and block it out for another time when it's not, you know, and take care of the priority right now. Number six, grit. So grit is all about an attitude. It's an attitude that pushes us to achieve our goals. You know, grit is that thing that you persevere, that you basically just have to say, I just got to go do the work, get the work done. That's what grit is. I love how this, you know, follows our productive neglect principle is grit really is the opportunity for us to just get working and do the work. But now, because we've been productively neglectful, we can focus on the work that really needs to be done at this point in time. And you have to persevere in that work. When th things get tough, it takes grit to get you through those moments. When you're struggling and, every, and you're waiting for something to happen, you have to continue to do the work. You know, Adam and I talk about trusting the process, and we're going to talk about that in another principle. You can trust the process. You can manifest all these things. But if you don't do the work to get to those things, it's not going to happen. And that's where grit really comes in is to be able to do the work every single day that you want and need to do so that you can achieve your ultimate goals. And if you don't embrace it with this attitude, this mentality of grit, you're not going to be as successful and as productive as you want to be. Yeah. You know, sometimes with these principles, what you want to do is, is look at like, how am I lacking in this principle? Not not so much how do I achieve it, but am I lacking in this principle? And one of the biggest indicators that you do not have grit in the moment is when you start feeling overwhelmed. So when you start to feel overwhelmed, that means you don't have the grit to persevere and get through whatever you're trying to do. So that's when in our book, you know, you would look at the symptom of being overwhelmed. You could then go to the daily practices and what you could do to regain that grit in your life. So I look, I bust my ass every single day, as does Tom. You know, we do multiple things. We have multiple businesses together and separate. And there's some days like I don't have the grit to get through this. And there's going to be plenty of days that you don't have the ability. You know, people talk about be disciplined and get up and have routine. That's nice. It's really nice to say. It's great in a 30 second clip on Instagram or TikTok. But it doesn't mean you're going to actually be able to achieve that every single day. So the purpose of our principles and having this book and almost having it as a desk reference is so you can go back to it and say, you know what? I don't think I have this. Is this the symptoms that I have? And what are some things I can do to work on it more? And that's what discipline and consistency is about. It's about continually observing and reporting back to yourself and saying, how can I improve? And having that grit might not just mean that I'm working, pushing through and getting things done. Having grit may be, may be stepping back and saying, I need to work on this thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things, too, that I really took away from when we wrote the book was surrounding yourself with positive influences to help you achieve the grit, right? And to help you persevere in, in the work that you're doing is if you don't have people cheering you on in your environment, and usually it's other business owners, right? 
mostly it's going to be people that are doing similar things to you and be like, you know what? Yeah, I went through that rough spot in my business two years ago and here's how I did it. And you can do this. Just keep doing the work every single day. And when you hear that from other people, grit really does require that community support and that surrounding yourself with the right people. You need people there that are going to be like, yeah, keep working, keep going, keep grinding. And if you have that, you're going to be that much more successful in accomplishing it. Nice. All right. You got three left. We got three left. Why don't you take this one? Because this comes into kind of your zone of genius. Yeah. So empowerment, right? What is this really about? We talk about empowerment and, you know, empowering. There's, there's two ways to look at it. It's empowering yourself and empowering the team that you have developed around you. And that's the main takeaway from this principle is to develop a team and empower other people to work for you so that you can really focus on the things that are in your zone of genius and let other people enter their zones of genius. The only way that other people do well is by using their own strengths and their own talents. And that's what we just talked about in uh, the zone of genius is using your own strengths and talents. But it's so important to let other people use their strengths and talents because you will be that much better. Like Adam just said, he was talking about that client, gave it a task to somebody else who crushed it because it was so much better suited for that person. So when you develop a team, you have to focus on the people's strengths and empower them to do it. And it does take trust. And a lot of us struggle as business owners with trusting other people with our businesses and the work of our business. And part of this principle of empowerment is learning how to trust in a way where if you, to make trust easier too, is to help understand first understand that people have their own skills and talents, and that if you use those, they're most likely going to be very successful in what you ask them to do. And that will reinforce the trust that you're trying to develop with those people. So develop the team. Adam, what are some of the things that we said that really help with developing a team? What was our prescription around empowering people? Well, you know, I'll, I'll come back to that in a second, but I want to touch on a point you just made about the empowerment and how some of our principles align with each other. You know, when you're going to start empowering other people, it directly correlates to our second principle, which is surrender, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can't surrender and move on to a new way of living, a new way of doing things, you'll try to empower somebody to do something, but you'll end up being a micromanager. So mm -hmm. the, these things go together. And it's, it's super important that when you finally gain the ability to empower others that you say, all right. Well, now I have a new role. I have a new task. And for many of our newer business owners, they move from the practitioner of actually doing the thing into now being the manager where they're managing the people doing the things. And then hopefully we hope one day they move to the leader. And this actually, this, this principle empowerment has created a whole seven week coaching program for Tom and I, and it's called build the team. Uh, we'll talk about this in another episode. But we literally go through this six-step process to help business owners build their entire team out from beginning to end. I mean, all the way from having your standard operating procedures all the way to hiring and then at the end, finally learning how to manage these people. But this is a super important thing. And when you have the ability to go out there and empower other people to do things that are either not in your area of expertise or you don't have the capacity to do that you will see a dramatic shift in both your business and your personal life. The burden is lifted off your shoulders. So it, it is it is a such 
an important thing to do in both your business and in your life. Yeah, 100%. And like Adam said, all of our principles tie together. And that's what makes this so much more fluid for us, right? This creates fluidity in your in your life and understand. And these principles, if you embrace them, you will become more fluid and everything will will start to line up exactly the way you expect things to line up. And that actually that's perfect segue. That that if you're talking about fluidity and things lining up, why don't you just move into principle eight? Principle eight, harmony, man. It's all about harmony. It's about having that full fluidity of life where one thing just flows from one thing to the other, life and business, personal and everything else. It all just comes together, but it takes all of the other principles to achieve this harmony because you have to set the expectations and surrender the old habits and have the clear direction. If you have all of the principles lined up and a team to delegate to and having all of that, you can have the harmony that you really want to achieve in this life. And, you know, so many people talk about it as balance and we talk about how balance is just this myth. There is no such thing as work-life balance. Balance pits things against each other. It does not allow for fluidity. It doesn't allow for the things that you really want to do. And it does not really associate with the principles the way that we've constructed and written them. The key here is that it's about harmony. Harmony is that fluid movement. It's that, you know, when, you know, it's, it's, it's the synchronicities of when a wave comes onto the shore and then gets retracted. It's that fluid mo- movement that you have to, one thing happens and the next thing comes back and it just keeps going and over and over. And that's what it's really about is achieving this harmony. Yeah, I mean, harmony for me really comes down to four keywords. It's take back your life, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's really what this is about is when you wake up in the morning, if you're already like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this. You know, people, what do they call it? The Mondays, right? Yeah, Monday blues. Mondays. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if you're in a position where you are not looking forward to the next thing you're going to do, you probably don't have a harmony in your life. And you really need to aspire to taking your life back, doing what you want to do when you want to do it. Now, listen, don't mistake me. We all have responsibilities that have to get done, but it's, it's having, letting them all flow and work together. And when I say take back your life, you want to have that harmony between your working time and your personal time and your family time. And all these things can go together. And some weeks you're going to spend 80% of your time in work and other weeks you're going to spend 80% of time on personal things or with your family. There does not have to be this disciplined routine of this is how much time I spend this day and that Mm -hmm. day and these days. It just has to, as Tom said, constantly flow together. And you're going to go through different seasons of your life and different seasons of your business where uh, certain areas are going to need more attention and more time towards that, but they they play together just like an orchestra, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know one instrument is playing and then it doesn't play for the rest of the song, and then all of a sudden the neck at the end of it it comes in strong again. So it's the same way how your business and life work. You have this harmony throughout it. All right, Tom. So we're coming to the end here. Yep, our uh, favorite hope- principle. <laughs> oh yeah. Hopefully you were all very patient to get to this point. So why don't you tell them what it is? So it's all about aggressively patient. Aggressive patience is the most important thing. And what does that mean? What is, how can you be aggressively patient? And the key is, is you have to trust the process. You have to trust the process and know that all of the work that you're putting forward is going to pay off. 
is going to come to a full head and you're going to achieve what it is you expect to achieve. Adam and I are working so hard to build our social media platforms, specifically Instagram, and we are at this every single day because what we want to do is, is make sure that plenty of people have access to our support, our encouragement, our knowledge, and so that they can get motivated every single day to do what they need to do in their business and in their life. And it's going to take time, but our goal is to reach a certain number of followers and we're just waiting for all of that to happen, but we're doing so much work to make that happen. And we are trusting the process. We are trusting that this is going to happen as long as we continue to do the work. And every day, a roller coaster is what, you know, how did we do? What what reels got what views and what didn't get any views and what got the lot of views? And, and it's this roller coaster of emotion and we keep trying things and we're innovating, we're moving forward. But it's developing us in so many ways that I, I can't even count the ways that we have changed and, and metamorphosized over the last 60 days that we've been really diligent at doing this. But it's about trusting the process, but doing the work to get there. Yeah. And if you, if you have the ability to be aggressively patient, that's when you can start implementing grit. What the aggressively patient part means is don't get distracted. Be patient that what you're trying to achieve will happen. As Tom said, if you put in the work, if you have the grit to go through and continue to do this, but if you can embody, if you can embrace that aggressive patience, okay, then you have the ability to be in your zone of genius and have the grit to go through and accomplish things so you can have the harmony in your life. All of these principles all wrap and they're all intertwined and they all come in in different aspects and points and times in your business and your life. And this is why we're saying, you know, you can pick up a copy of the book. Like I said, the link is in our bio. It's called The Atomic Game Changer. And this is not a one-time read. This is kind of a manual for your life. This is something you can always refer back to in anything that's going on and say, hey, do I, do I have this right now? And you can celebrate that. Or am I lacking this? And how do I work on it? So this is something I would say, these nine principles, if you can embrace them, you can have fulfillment in all aspects of your life. And that's really why we're here. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we created Atomic Business Coaching, is to help people like you who are listening and watching this right now fulfill every part of your life. Because quite honestly, you deserve it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sticking with us on this episode. We know it's a little longer than our normal ones, but we really appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you following us. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can get all of our future episodes. We feel free to DM us and message us to ask questions about this and look forward to when we start the community and we're bringing these messages to a community of people. If you want to join that community and get on the waiting list, please send us a DM at Atomic Business Coaching on Instagram, or you can message us right here on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. And we look forward to seeing you in that community. So thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time.